Just the fitness tip. The six best martial arts for fitness. We're going to talk about who'd win in a fight. My dad or your dad? The answer is, of course, my dad. So for anybody interested in getting like super bendy, but mm. not knowing what to do with their hands. You can eat, ha- you can <laughs> have a burger. Yeah. And you couldn't do that boxing. No. <laughs> when you were a kid, did you ever do elbows and knees? Basically, you just run at them saying elbows and knees whilst lifting your knees and thrusting your elbow. Just go elbows and knees, elbows and knees. Try it, try it on your friends or spouse. <laughs> and that's our top tip to stay in shape. <laughs> Welcome to episode 132 of Just Fitness Tip with me, Jason Old, and Rod Penn. And I'm thinking, Rod, maybe this should be actually episode 131. Maybe we shouldn't put out that terrible episode that we did last time with Dan. Uh, obviously, this is a bit you can go back and listen to. It. But I really, I really did. I mean, you'll you'll hear throughout the episode, Rod say, we can't put this out, we can't put this out, we can't put this out. And you'll notice I left that in. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what is up guys <laughs> yeah so if you if you do like the content today don't forget to subscribe and just really smash that like button smash my like button also i'm gonna i'm gonna give myself a little challenge and i will not cuss or swear <laughs> once in this episode just to make up for it i mean I, I, it's quite sexually aggressive telling someone to smash your like button <laughs> Is it? Probably not. Smash your like, smash my like button. Yeah, but that, um, it's quite that, an easy innuendo. That episode, I didn't tell you. It actually got a five star review from the Guardian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, not the newspaper. It was from uh, this guy I know. He works at at Lidl. He's a security guard called Ian. <laughs> And it's that good, clean family humour <laughs> that you've got in store today on this episode of Just a Fitness Tip. Um, before we start the show for real, um, this is just kind of a little um, little bit of bantering as we've written on the board. Um, we do a little bit of preparation. Generic for podcast banter. Yeah, well, you say that, but actually it's pretty unique and tailor-made for this audience because guess what, Rod? What? Ninja Darren's back. He's oh, back. Ninja Darren. You know, I, I bumped into Ninja Darren the other day. Yeah. I literally bumped into him because I couldn't see him <laughs> because he's a ninja. Well, it's funny you say that because um, I, I said to Ninja Darren, I said, um, did you like... Uh, well, no, sorry. I, I, I started off saying... He started asking me a couple of questions and I was like, you should know this, Darren. You know everything about me because you're a great fan. This was in episode 92. Eight or something, and he was like, oh, "I've not got that far." Um, uh, but I was like, "He was like, I feel like I should know everything. Everyone seems to know everything about me, right?" As though we've given out like his bank details or something. Um, but he did like your joke about um, how since he's been coming to Ninja, you've not seen him at all. <laughs> uh, so there was at least one person that liked that one. I really, um, mer- I really nailed that joke in the podcast that didn't yeah. get broadcast and really murdered it in the po- podcast that did. But that's what happens. Like I've done that loads of times where it just feels like nice and flowing. It's a great joke and you're like, right, I've got to retell this. And then you retell it it's just like dead um but uh, also ninja darren i was talking to him basically he um what probably one of the few people that knows me but did not know that i was a unicyclist so you can imagine the shock on his face when he found out um i was like this isn't my real job darren you think i just do this for fulfillment working in primal gym um and he i was telling him about it and he was he was very engaged with it um, you know, he was asking me lots of questions. Um, I told him to go and watch World's Strongest Unicyclist, the Scottish short film award-winning. As um, everyone should. Yes. Um, piece of cinema, I think we should call it, you know. Um, but, uh, and then at the end, uh, after he, he asked all his questions, it kind of digested all of it. He said, um, ask, it's, it's quite a niche thing to do. As <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah. You're telling me. That's a nice way of putting it. So Ninja Darren, I hope you're listening this week. Thanks for constantly being engaged with Just a Fitness Tip and providing us with about 
two to three minutes extra for each show. But we will move on. This week we're going to talk about martial arts. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about martial arts fitness. We're going to talk about who'd win in a fight, my dad or your dad. Um, the answer is, of course, my dad, um, if I could find him. Um, and we're also going to be talking about our experience with martial arts, aren't we, Rod? Because uh, I don't know if you know, but Rod, what, Rod does boxer size, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I go into the uh, boxing room at the Pleasance and twat a bag about a bit and uh, try and pretend Wait, like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that sounds like smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, I loved martial arts as a kid. I, I was a massive Jackie Chan fan, especially. Um, I used to... Chan fans, as they're known. Yeah, my mum used to give me like a, a, a pound and I'd go to the video store and uh, rent a Jackie Chan film and watch it like three times back to back. But I, I'm going to go on the record here and say that both Jackie Chan films and Bruce Lee films are a bunch of shit. Whoa! <laughs> First of all, one cuss word for Rod. Uh, and second of all, I'm not going to disagree. But why they're, gonna... they're films that have great moments in mm-hmm. and insane fight scenes and action scenes punctuated by terrible, terrible scenes of, of lame drama and acting. Oh, right. poor plot okay. structure. I thought because this was just a fitness tip, you were critiquing their martial arts skills as opposed no, to... No, not the, at all. The you, cinematography. They're, yeah. They're, but, ter- they're terrible films. Yeah. But I actually thought that that was almost an interesting point you were going to raise there because... Um, almost. Yeah, almost. <laughs> because I think, um, first of all, just to touch on what you were saying there about how you got into martial arts through watching Jackie Chan, I think most of us that have ever even tried martial arts or even just interested in it, got into it in some way through a piece of media as a kid, right? I'm of a man of a certain age where it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously, who would, would beat Jackie Chan in a fight because it's for them. And uh, Power Rangers. See, I'm because I'm a bit older. So actually, I did I did like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film when it came out, and I had I, I had to remember that track Turtle Power. Of I had, that, I had that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film is better LP. is better than Enter the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's more compelling. Enter the Dragon is definitely Bruce Lee's best film. Mm-hmm. But his other films are terrible. Mm. I mean, what's the one with Chuck Norris? Game of... Game of uh, no, not Is Game it not of Way of the Dragon? Way of the Dragon. Mm. This is such a bad film. Such a bad scene as well. Like, it, the thing is about... I'm the triggered. Br- the thing is about Bruce Lee films is they're iconic. And, uh, like, him, when he fights Kareem Abdul-Jabbar... You, you know when when he's got the the scar the three the cuts on him mm. in Enter the Dragon it's like him fighting Chuck Norris at the Coliseum they're like iconic but it doesn't mean that they're very good for anyone that's not seen the Chuck Norris fight uh, Rod has said they fought at the Coliseum if you're wondering how on earth did they get permission to film at the Coliseum you were in the Coliseum last week I was in the Coliseum last week <laughs> I was on my holidays and. Uh, You'd be surprised. Chuck Norris was just hanging about looking for a fight. Did you could, did you see his chest hair on the floor <laughs> when Bruce Lee left it? There's a commemorative plaque. So there, yeah, there's a bit in the fight where Bruce Lee rips a handful of Chuck Norris's chest hair from his chest and blows it at him. Yeah, I mean, again, it's something that's quite an iconic bit. But but what I was going to say was, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't at the Coliseum, really. It, there was basically someone had painted a picture of the Coliseum. Like, yeah, it looks like a theatre set. Yeah. Like, it's so bad. And they made the bizarre decision to include, like, footage, stock footage of a cat. Yeah, that is odd, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But um, what I will say is, going back to this, the original point I thought you were going to make when you said that the films were rubbish, is this idea that... Because uh, a lot of people, less so nowadays, but I think people of our, like my generation, your generation, got into martial arts through films. Another guy used to watch a lot of Jean Claude Van Damme, who actually never really, I don't think, started as a martial artist, did he? He started as he's not a ballet dancer. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. But what I was going to say was, was this idea that 
um, basically the difference between uh, martial arts movie stars and actual martial arts. And, you know, there's there's all these debates and stuff. Like Jackie Chan, for example, um, Rod, as Rod and I know um, all too well, um, was actually trained through the Chinese opera, wasn't he? So although he probably did practice martial arts to some degree, if people were going to say who'd win in a fight, Jackie Chan or, I don't know, the bouncer at your local Weatherspoons, I'd probably put it on the bouncer. I wouldn't, no way. Jackie Chan... He was highly trained in martial arts. Was he? he? Was, yeah, he wasn't just a stunt man. Well, yeah, no, he, because his physical discipline was insane. And yeah, he yeah, still yeah. is. You know, he's like sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah, of course. He still runs like five k. Yeah, yeah. Morning. But but this is but this is also the difference as well because and we can go and talk about this later about conditioning and things like that because obviously, but a lot of people will say about Bruce Lee like um, that he wasn't actually a good fighter. He was just an, an incredible athlete and a movie star, which I think kind of ignores the fact that he did found a martial art that was entirely uh, designed to be about street fighting. <laughs> Bruce Lee was willing to fight anyone, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he had a bit of an anger issue. And there's, I think there's a strong case that um, Bruce Lee was a, a bit of an asshole. Um, and t- like Tarantino oh. leans into this a bit as well in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but he, he apparently did have an anger issue and there's a, there was a situation where he was demonstrating the one inch punch at like a kind of a martial arts conference and he did it and the guy didn't move yeah. and people started heckling him so Bruce Lee just he threw an absolute fit and was like, I'll fight you all. He challenged the entire audience. Yeah. So he was kind of, he was, yeah, he was ready to fight all the time. And apparently when they made Enter the Dragon, all the extras that are, are you know, in the background of the fights on the island, um, they were all martial artists and he kept being challenged every single day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, the director had to basically kind of tell them to stop challenging Bruce Lee because so he he was ready to fight uh, all the time. Yeah, I wanted to fact check this because you know we're all about facts on this show. Um, so actually, they sent him to live in his parents sent him to live in America when he was eighteen because of his increasing <laughs> uh, increasing involvement in street fighting and run-ins with the police. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, he was a badass. He was a badass. Uh, he, I, I, he was more of a badass than Jackie Chan. Yeah. Jackie Chan was more about entertainment, but Jackie Chan was was a trained mm-hmm. martial artist. About that, Rod, we're missing the elephant in the room, or the what's a Brazilian animal? <laughs> Anaconda. Uh, macaw in the room, uh, which is the fact that you are not only someone who's done a capoeira class at the local leisure centre, you are what, what can only be described as a capoeira master. I, I, did this, I did start capoeira because I was inspired by Jackie Chan. Um, I thought you said Eddie Gordo from Tekken. Yeah, well, it was, I, I, wanted, I wanted to do kicks and jumps and flips. I, I wasn't really interested in the the brutal nature of fighting. I was more interested in the dramatic flair of, of yeah. jumping around and doing cool, cool moves. Do you think that's because of the fact that your introduction to martial arts was through cinema rather than competitive sport? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And then Tekken. Um, I played Tekken for about a year. Um, then you got your black belt. And then, yeah. <laughs> and I was ready to teach Capoeira. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I... And then I and then it was actually when I went to Japan, I, I met a capoeira teacher, and I was like, "Oh man, you know, this is exactly what I want, really. You know, I want to jump and kick and flip about." So capoeira kind of ticked that box. But I've always been fascinated by Chinese martial arts, and I think at some point I would love to do them, um, like the weapons. You know, yeah, yeah. What, what I like about the the crossover between capoeira and Chinese martial arts is the kind of soft body movement. It's not a stiff way of moving. And also the creativity. And uh, dance, dance and martial arts have a huge crossover. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a little bit before. Um, 
uh, and as we know, Bruce Lee was the uh, world cha-cha-cha champion. Exactly, cha-cha-cha <laughs> champion. That was not a stutter, guys. We did definitely say that. Yeah, no, I, I think I've mentioned my one fact about this, about um, Lomachenko, the boxer, whose father took him out of boxing when he was nine years old and made him do traditional Ukrainian dance, mainly so he didn't get hit in the head as a teenager, but... Uh, it had the happy side effect of him now being arguably the the boxer with the greatest footwork currently in terms of his movement, and he credits that to to spending so much time dancing. So yeah, there clearly is crossover. But Rod, what I wanted to do just to kick off, just to do a bit of a nonsense throwaway, but then we can actually enjoy ourselves, um, was to talk about this idea of if people want to do martial arts for fitness, health and fitness specifically. Because martial arts, many things to many people, Rod, isn't it? It's not just combat sports. And in fact, I've got a quote here from the great Bruce Lee, who says, ultimately, martial arts means honestly expressing yourself. It's easy for me to put on a show, be cocky and do some really fancy movement, but to express oneself honestly, now that, my friend, is very hard to do. And I like that because I think what it suggests is that I think a lot of people, when you tell them you're into martial arts, they kind of recoil and think that you're some kind of barbarian. Uh, and it kind of misses... I the, disagree. I think martial arts is quite synonymous with nerds. I think how I dare like, you? Yeah. <laughs> do you not think so? I find you that, get I, battered for that. Yeah, I find, <laughs> the, I find the world of martial arts sometimes like quite painfully nerdy. Yeah, I know what you mean, but do you not think that that's... Well, I, but I think that's the people who are in martial arts as opposed to the peop- the perception of martial arts from the outside. I mean, I know that this is slightly different, but I sometimes don't want to tell certain people that I like MMA because yeah. I think they immediately think that I'm like, I don't know, like in a in a car park, what, it's like human cockfighting. Well, I mean, I think... The traditional idea of martial arts is often associated with Asia and like the karate and judo, um, kung fu, which kung fu is not a martial art, kung fu is a concept. Um, It's a state of mind. Yeah, no, you do something with kung fu. Kung fu just means like skill. So you can display kung kung fu like cooking a meal. Yeah. Um, But... I, but MMA is something else, isn't it? It's like yeah. a, it's a people looking to find an effective way of fighting, mm-hmm. and so they've drawn together the aspects of Muay Thai, mm-hmm. Jiu Jitsu, um, boxing in order to make an effective fighting system to use in that context. Yeah. I think that's that's actually quite an important point. Like we spoke about it a couple of episodes ago about yoga and about how yoga had, for some people especially in the western world has essentially been um, removed from anything other than a movement practice for a lot of people like a, basically a form of exercise despite the fact that its foundation and um, I guess like it holistically is much more than that. But this also reminds me of a, a Bruce Lee quote where he says, uh, thinking about MMA, he says, um, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add what is uniquely your own. Now, Rod, I thought that was a Bruce Lee quote until a week ago when I found out that it was actually uh, first said, at least earlier than Bruce Lee, by Chair- Chairman Mao. Even oh. funnier. Oh, wow. <laughs> Much nicer guy than Ninja Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darren. I've never met Jeremy Mao. It would be unfair to compare. Um, I'm hoping, like many of Bruce Lee's adages, it was originally from Taoism or Buddhism or something, yeah. and not just an uh, not just a Chairman Mao original. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I wanted to talk about really briefly was uh, the six best martial arts for fitness. Okay, for fitness, so, not not if effective. No, not effectiveness. Right. So this is the. Did I just make up a word? What effectiveness did, was the word I was looking What for. were you going to say? Effectivity. Effectivity. Is that a word? The six best martial arts for fitness effectivity. It is now. <laughs> That's how words get started, mate. You've just got to believe in it, right? So, <laughs> so do you want me to run down the six uh, or do you want me to go one by one? Because we've got a little bit of blurb on medium.com, which is quite good. It's not great. It's a 
Shall in I, the middle. Can I give my opinion? Okay, why don't I just say, so the first one they've got here, and I don't think it's in any order, mm. and this is not a setup. it's capoeira. Capoeira. Do you, want to, do you want to hear what they say about capoeira? Overall, capoeira provides the best workout because of its dynamic movements and diverse range of techniques. And then it gives us what is no doubt false history of capoeira. Um, and then it says um, it, that modern capoeira, how do you say it? Practitioners of capoeira? Capoeirista. There you go. And uh, they're known for their extraordinary athleticism. Rod's blushing. Leaping, spinning kicks and other assorted acrobatics. I think it, I would agree that capoeira, if trained properly, is amazing for your fitness, strength, flexibility, balance. It, you train your whole body. Like for, in a session of capoeira, it's, it, you know, it's like it's, you, you'd probably do the equivalent of like 200 squats. You, you, you're kind of on your hands a lot. It's upper body strength. It's, it's bouncing on one leg. It's jumping. It's comprehensive, like, isn't it? Ballistic stretching. It is comprehensive. The only thing I would say that's missing is the strength you get from 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 everything's pushing. So you're pushing away from the floor constantly. Mm. Everything's pushing. So there's no pulling element, mm. uh, which I guess I can't think of situations in martial arts where you would pull well, things. It's funny. It's, grappling, fu- it's funny you say that because I heard a quote that I will take to the grave with me today. Uh, it was today. And it said, "Don't take it to the grave today." <laughs> no, I, well, if 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 these ones, but uh, they said, if you don't think bicep curls is a functional movement, you've never wrestled. You've never put someone in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've never fought a bicep curl. No, um, so it, it, like wrestling and um, other grappling sports like jujitsu, judo will have pulling elements to it more so than yeah. than just pure striking. Um, Although I guess I, that's I guess that's the thing like you you're and this is not obviously not a martial arts but I get this from uh, a lot of climbers that come to my gym the actual practice of climbing is almost exclusively pulling so there's no pressing and if you want to get good at climbing you don't train pressing however obviously if you do not train uh, opposition muscles then you'll get um, injuries you'll get in balance and so you need to and so i guess um you're always gonna have to try and i guess if you're doing it for fitness try and compensate for the things that the practice maybe isn't giving you mm-hmm. rod i'll just tell you what it says at the end it says this martial art is best for people who want to be able to perform feats such as cartwheels walkovers handsprings and more and more you must be willing to commit to rigorous training and it helps if you enjoy dancing to drum beats Drum and bass. What I would say is that the best capoeira... I've, I've, I've met pretty much the best capoeira people in the world, the most famous masters, and the, the people who are at the top of capoeira do not refer to capoeira as a martial art. What do they refer to it as? It's a, well, it's a cultural art. It's a game. Okay. It's, it's fundamentally a game. Capoeira is a game. They say in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they call it playing jiu-jitsu as well. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, yeah, I think there are, there are a lot of elements of martial arts in it and it can be done full contact. I've had various injuries when kicks have connected. The worst one um, fractured my skull. Uh, so I've had reconstructive surgery on my face. Uh, I've got three metal plates in the left side of my face uh, from a spinning heel kick. So when it does connect, it's pretty brutal. Um, I've had my nose broken. I've broken a few people's noses. Um, I had my ribs fractured. You had to get that in there. <laughs> just so it doesn't sound like you've it's been battered constantly. Getting, getting the shit kicked out of myself. So it can be a rough game. It can be, especially in Brazil, it can be very, very rough. Some of the craziest things that have happened in Capoeira, because Capoeira is slightly, exists in this weird, like, um, in between a game and a fight. Yeah. So when it tips over into the fighting element, it's it's almost like it, you just... This element of chaos kicks in because it's from the street. Some of the craziest things I've heard, like 
in in capoeira we we play with with music yeah so we have drums we have like a musical bow we have a, t- a tambourine the drum is like uh it's about three three four feet tall made of wood it's really solid heavy i a, hope i know where this is going a guy <laughs> grabbed the drum and threw it at yeah. the other guy wow <laughs> yeah but serious it, question yeah. serious question right i'm just thinking about um the idea that the way you train for something is the way that you end up executing it in whether that be competition or whether that be um in a fight do you think having no music would throw people off in a street fight um it's it's weird isn't it it's like um, just because I can imagine it's like tempo it's like a metronome type thing but remember at school when there was a fight and people get around and, and people literally like fight and they fight, started singing fight, Brazilian fight. folk songs <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true um, although actually it's no my school like, was a lot more broken up like yeah. someone would shout something really loud like what <laughs> I always do the different <laughs> fight 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 <laughs> it, was, it was like Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> but I, what I always remember about school fights is there'd always be one takeaway from it. There'd always be one great line that someone said, right? And <laughs> the one I always remember is this literally happened in like a lo- like a public toilet near my school. I think because if we were having them out in the meadows, like the links, they knew they would get broken up. So they thought that doing them in this confined space would be better. But I'll never forget it to the dead eye, which is where I'm taking the bicep curls, Louis, that, that bicep curl quote, is that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was a guy called Kyle and a guy called John, and someone went, nay belts, Kyle! Because he, he, he thought he was going to take his belt off to hit the guy with the belt. Now, spoiler alert, like most school fights, nothing really happened. He's going to take his trousers off. But I just, no, but I just, I love the idea that this guy thought it was going to turn into some kind of no holds barred fighting. <laughs> like, I mean, like, weapons... Um, I, got, I got in a school fight um, when I was about 13 and I thought it would be a good idea to, to punch the other kid in the face. That's where I would start, yeah. Um, absolutely no experience of fighting and I was quite a sensitive, artistic child. Um, but I punched him in the face and I cut my middle knuckle on his braces. <laughs> On his teeth, on his braces. Um, Sounds it, like a nerd that it you... Got, uh, <laughs> it got kind of broken up. And then it got infected. Like, because I cut it on his braces. He was I, playing I, the long game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I died. <laughs> so, all right, let's move swiftly on to something that neither of us know a great deal about. And that's Taekwondo. Now, what I will say is, I used to kind of... I'll break my rule. I used to shit on Taekwondo a little bit because Taekwondo um, is known for heavy kicking techniques. Uh, essentially, there's not, and I'm, I'm sure there are some punching techniques, but essentially Taekwondo is characterized by its kicking. Cap- capoeira is as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah that's a good point, really actually. Yeah. Um, it says here, it emphasizes extreme leg strength, dexterity, light movements on the feet, and sudden, vi- and sudden victories in competition. Flawless victory. But what I... Um, if you're not sure what... Taekwondo is it's Huarang from Tekken. Yes, so with keep we'll, <laughs> standing on standing on one leg yeah. and kicking loads of times with one foot. We'll keep oh, like Chun Li. Oh, I don't think she does Taekwondo. No, she's 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 uh, Chinese martial. But arts. that kick that Chun Li does spinning bird kick. No, you know where she stands up. She just kicks. That spinning bird kick. <laughs> Thanks for doing it in the voice. I wasn't quite sure which one you meant. <laughs> Um, yeah, that yeah. So standing on one leg and yeah. kicking loads of times. Yes. Yeah. So I think most people that I know that aren't it's Korean, martial- isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it says here, most Taekwondo schools also command respect and formality from their students, following some of the ancient traditions passed down from their lineage. I mean, that's surely all traditional martial arts. It's, this school of combat is best for people who want to develop really powerful legs and are willing to pl- uh, practice through the pain to achieve the ability to deliver thunderous kicks. Thunder kick. I, but Taekwondo is, isn't that one of the few martial arts that's Olympic? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think most people that are not martial arts fans will know Taekwondo from the Olympics. Um, but what I was going to say is just to redeem myself with the Taekwondo audience members. Um, I used to shit on Taekwondo because I thought it was very basic. But I will say, it, again, even in something like MMA, if I've seen MMA fighters who 
that like taekwondo kicking seems to be one of the most effective like kicking pr- uh, practices so guys that know how to who have done taekwondo the kicks are absolutely lethal if we're yeah. looking at it from a fitness standpoint the the flexibility of people with yeah, taekwondo actually, is incredible ta- taekwondo people i've met have had extreme leg flexibility and yeah. i think in taekwondo classes they prioritize uh like splits yeah, uh, yeah. box split stretching i think it's just because obviously with it all being kick oriented and a lot of the kicks are like incredibly not acrobatic in the same sense as you were talking about with capoeira but in terms of the athleticism required to throw them yeah um so for anybody that is interested in getting like super bendy but mm. not knowing what to do with their hands, you can eat. Ha- you can have a burger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kick the shit out of someone whilst doing a Rubik's cube. Yeah, and you couldn't do that boxing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to possibly the most common martial art that people know, and it is karate obviously made popular by that 80s movie Teen Wolf no <laughs> Karate Kid um, Karate <laughs> it says here, yeah my kid does karate yeah. well this is the thing in America I found that karate seems to be associated with like what do they call them McDojos have you heard that expression mm-hmm. basically like uh, dojos are like schools of martial arts in like malls and where like you basically drop your kids off and they like run about the mats and that and they go hi and then that's it that's all you learn and rex rex kwando (laughs) napoleon dynamite (laughs) wait rod karate uh ryu from street fighter yeah that's a pump really i just Um, assume so yeah karate karate um i did a bit of it when i was a kid i think as every kid did i think um but for me yeah, I find I find a very like a stiff way of moving. Yeah, um, and also I was I was quite bored in the class. It's quite a boring. Like you have to learn the kata, like which yeah. is like a, it's like a sequence, but it's really boring. You know, so I think me and you both have an attention uh, problem. So it's like we've kept okay. we've kept Sorry, what were you saying? We've kept It's so there's so many different ways to move. And there's so mm. much to do, and that, like that's how it kept me interested. I was, um, I've got a friend whose uh, dad uh, did karate, and she told me because I think she was, it was basically her entry point to a conversation about martial arts, and I just basically again apologies just chat all over karate because because it really is an ancient japanese yeah i was just like shut up (laughs) if it's not table i'm not interested no but i do think like again and i i've i've got the luxury of looking at um at least in combat uh, looking at it in a kind of post MMA world, I will say again. I know that we weren't supposed to be talking about it in combat, but I will say uh, karate fighters in MMA. One advantage they generally do have is they can close distance very quickly. Mm. So karate stance tends to be sideways on. Uh, this is great for uh, an audio podcast. It tends to be more sideways on, whereas if like a traditional like, boxing stance, you're not square, totally square, but you're a, a lot more square than you would be uh, in karate. I think it's probably quite similar for Taekwondo, actually. The, the karate, the base is very strong. Mm. Um, they're really grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a lot. Yeah, of they skip. don't let it go to their heads. It's not a lot. Of, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of skipping about. I will say this here. It says um, advanced karate black belts will demonstrate their prowess by breaking bricks, boards, and all manner of other construction materials with their bare hands, <laughs> head, and sometimes other parts of the body that don't bear mentioning. Now, that's, I w- that's true. I, I remember when I got my first belt in karate, like the, the black belt, I was getting his like black belt second dan or something. And he was he was a hard man, like he was a tough man, and I think he, he was basically smashing bricks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. So if you're looking for any remodeling work, get a karate. Yeah, get, get the karate yeah. masters in. Yeah. So Rod, we're going a little bit off piste here because I don't know a huge amount about this. Escrima, Filipino yeah, martial Filipino art. Filipino stick fighting. Is there anyone in Tekken that does that? I don't think no, so. No. Damn it! That's all we've got for that. They've then. got a panda in Tekken. And, I don't think he does a scream at and all. And a kind of a dragon monster. 
We're not we're not just listing the characters, are we? <laughs> well, this this Filipino fighting style originated as a system that employed sticks, knives, and anything else close to hand as a weapon against armed invaders. Modern practitioners are known for their quick movements and lethal accuracy with their weapons of choice. Usually practiced, uh, yeah. Usually practice knives are used in sparring, but some advanced participants will use live steel in their training. Mm. Uh, it's great for building overall fitness, particularly in your arms. As a result, of the stick fighting. It's also a good way to learn just how deadly knives are at close quarters. I think yeah. most of us have learned that at some point in our lives already. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it, but I have seen some people doing it in Asia, and yeah, it's pretty badass. Rod, we're going to move on swiftly to the martial art made famous by Iron Man himself. And made famous, I'm obviously joking. Wing Chun, mm. done by Robert Downey Jr. Did you know that? He actually does it. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> oh God. I have to apologise. This is, this is what happens when you do a podcast and you steal other people's articles. Because this next bit is Wing Chun. A child of Kung Fu, <laughs> Wing Chun focuses on swift, non-telegraphic punching techniques to overwhelm opponents quickly. The standard Wing Chun practice dummy is a wooden trunk with three arms. So mm. if anybody has watched any kind of martial arts films, even if they're not, you know, traditional Hong Kong cinema or whatever, you've probably seen a Wing Chun dummy, right? Yeah, Jackie Chan's pretty good with that. In, yeah. in a beginning of Rumble in the Bronx, yes. he, he, he demonstrates his skills. Um, Rod, did you know that Wing Chun practitioners are known for their grit, <laughs> direct attacks, and extremely quick hand speed? So they're good on on snowy days. Rod, Leroy from Tekken. He's Wing Chun. Wing Chun. Yeah, a lot of ha- like, um, is it the the um, the the hand like uh, what's it called? Hands. You know, where you, it's like a type of training. You stand really close and you pushing hands. I think. Oh, uh, is cool. that not Tai Chi push hands? I think it's part of Wing Chun as well. Okay, right. Yeah. But I guess kind of Bruce Lee's one-inch punch is a kind of a Wing Chun. It's like yeah, he did Wing Chun, did he not? Like close... Is that not what he started with? Or was it Chinese boxing? Something like that. It's probably the same thing. Like Chinese boxing was kind of the name given to 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 Chinese martial arts by yeah. Western. Well, the, that was what... Uh, Bruce Lee always... He would say Kung Fu or Chinese boxing. He always like, interchanged the two. But I think it was when Chong that he did... It was to explain it yeah, to, of course, to yeah. Western. But um, if, if I haven't seen these films, but I really should. Uh, Ip Man, yeah. who was the guy that trained Bruce Donnie Lee. Donnie Yen. Yeah, Wing Chun as well. I think Donnie Yen does Wing Chun as well. Um, no, but Donnie Yen's Ip Man. Yeah, no, but I think yeah. he does it in real life. Oh, yeah, but Donnie Yen and... Um, ah, God. Jet Li. Jet Li. Nailed it. Jet, Jet Li was... They're the real article. Like, Jet, Jet Li won a national mm. Chinese martial arts competition, like the biggest competition. Mm. Like, he used... It's a shame he kind of... <laughs> became famous in the West when he was about, like, 45. Well, you say that, um, Rod, but if he hadn't, he would never have fought DMX in Aerobia <laughs> Was that? Was it? Guns don't kill people. I, I kill, kill people. people. Yeah. Um, and falling in R. love R. with... R.I.P. DMX. Falling in love with Aaliyah, isn't it? Yeah, Aaliyah. exactly. You've got to watch Aerobia Must Die. I mean, actually, I say that. I watched it, but I watched it when it came out. So it may not have aged well. But basically, Jet Li could have destroyed, I think, probably all of the other action movie stars. Real deal. Real what about deal. Tony Jaa? Tony Jaa. And, well, Tony Jaa, no, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I actually think, think... I don't know if he won a competition as big as... This was the thing. I originally... So for anyone that doesn't know, right? And actually, I think this is quite interesting. Are we on to Muay Thai? Well, no, Muay Thai's not on it, which I thought was very interesting. And another thing that's not on it, which gives me a little segue into talking about the only martial arts I've done, kickboxing and boxing, which I thought maybe they're just not including them in martial arts, which I think is naive. Mm -hmm. But um, I actually think boxing, kickboxing, and maybe to a slightly lesser degree, Muay Thai, are 
good martial arts to be doing purely for fitness because yeah. they're quite accessible there's lots of places that will do it and there's lots of places that will take beginners and they're also generally martial arts that um you're not entering into a kind of um program of like belts and things like that like you can you can come and go i think it's a lot less kind of um formatted Muay Thai is amazing for, for, for fitness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Like, they, the way they just, their, their methodology of training is, is so hardcore. Like, I think if you really wanted to get in shape, they do like a, they do hundreds and hundreds of kicks in, yeah, yeah. in their classes. Like, the conditioning yeah. is insane. Well, uh, Muay Thai has become essentially the favoured kind of style of striking in MMA, just ba- uh, basically because they call it the, it's like the, the art of eight limbs oh, or something limbs, because yeah, basically it's elbows and knee strikes as well yeah do you remember Jim, were you, when you were a kid did you ever do elbows and knees when to you, my opponents yeah you see well no, I thought or, it was dirty or, 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 <laughs> or to a friend or sibling basically you just run at them saying elbows and knees whilst lifting your knees and thrusting your elbows I saw that in, in an aggressive way. I saw that in The Simpsons <laughs> yeah. just go elbows and knees elbows and knees try it try it on your friends or spouse it. see if they can defend themselves <laughs> and that's our top tip to stay in shape elbows and knees I should probably also just say the last one is actually Tai Chi and they're saying it's the best and best is in italics martial art for fitness and then it says comma depending on what your goals are so that seems like a really I redundant statement Tai Chi is a martial art but um, yeah so I, I would honestly say like I think Another one that's not mentioned there that has become obviously extremely popular in recent years is Brazil, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, amazed, I, I'm amazed that's not in there, to be Did honest. Did you see this week Tom Hardy uh, won a national yeah. Jiu-Jitsu competition did, yeah. in Milton Keynes? Yeah, the home of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did actually, but I think that's that's, that's an interesting point because a lot of celebrities have started doing, I say started, the trend kind of started a few years ago, um, and it it is kind of through the rise of the UFC. Uh, A lot of them have started doing jiu-jitsu, and I think the reason it's become so popular is not just because of this momentum that it's had in the mainstream, but because, because it's not a striking martial art, you can train it and then you know, not be covered in bruises or anything like that. Like, I I used to do kickboxing and boxing, and I remember there's people that just never wanted to spar. Like, wasn't, they weren't interested in it. But you can kind of do a form of sparring in jiu-jitsu without it being people trying to break your arms and stuff. And I think because of that, you know, if someone's kicking you in the leg or trying to punch you in the stomach even, even if you're not, like, you know, trying to knock each other out, the next day is going to be sore so it's going to put people off but i think because jiu-jitsu is a bit more methodical um brazilian jiu-jitsu which was created by the gracie family it was created by a very very small and frail guy um called helio helio gracie that was it um and it was because he was taught traditional japanese jiu-jitsu but he was too weak to to beat bigger guys so he altered the techniques to basically it, to, to use people will classically hear this idea of jiu-jitsu being using your opponent's momentum and things like that against you uh, against them sorry and uh, but because of that it makes it incredibly accessible so like you know if women are looking to do self-defense or or even if women are looking to do a martial art where they can be physical with men um it's you're not going to get punched in the face or you know I saw get a dead am- leg. I saw an amazing real world application of jujitsu uh, just down the road from us. So me and Jason live around the corner and up from each other. And the closest shop is is a small co op. I and knew the, it would be there. The co- I knew. And the co op always has a security guard because we live it, not in a dodgy area, but there are some like sketchy folks around here there's a lot of students that have never been punched in the face so they've got a (laughs) lot of confidence (laughs) um i was not really the students there are some jakeys some junkies um but i was in the co-op and there was like uh a commotion other supermarkets are available (laughs) to rob and basically this big guy had run into co-op grabbed a crate of lager and tried to run out actually i think it 
I don't know. No, I think it was maybe, I can't remember. He grabbed a load of booze, tried to run out of the co-op. The security guard had got him. And this the, the security guard was quite small. And basically the, the security guard, I went out there to see what's going on and to see if I could help. Uh, no, I didn't do that. Just to see what's Rod going on. Back flipped out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, basically the security guard had the guy on the floor and was restraining him in a way that the guy couldn't escape. And the guy was desperately trying to escape and shouting and swearing. The, the, basically the security guard, yeah, incapacitated him until the police arrived. And if, if, the, if the security guard had used any other martial art, he would have had to have like broken the guy's knee yeah. or like choked him out or something. Yeah. But he just put him in a restraint where the guy couldn't escape and he also wasn't getting hurt. Yeah. I was so impressed. However, if that guy who was robbing the co-op had had a mate, that other guy would have just been kicking him in the head. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like jujitsu works amazingly one-on-one, but most fights, especially street fights, don't take place one-on-one. See, that's interesting because having done striking martial arts, the number one thing that was always drilled into my head in terms of street fights, and by the way, we should probably paint the picture of accuracy here. Rod and I aren't roaming the streets looking for pangers, right? But um, I, am, one... I am, but I see I don't tell people because it's my alter ego. Rod's just waiting outside Michael E. Joe's house <laughs> every week. Um, no, but the number one thing I was always told was to create distance. So if you're in a if you're in an altercation, the last thing you want to do is to grab someone by the collar and bring them down on top of you. And that is because, you know, you never know what could happen. Yeah, you really want to try and put at least a kilometre between you and your mm. assailant. And that's how long my reach is. <laughs> Rod, speaking about the best techniques yeah. for a fight, uh, maybe these people should have learned them before we put them up against each other. It's the fantasy fights where me and Rod are... Celebrity deathmatch. Celebrity deathmatch, copyright, TM. Um... Rod asked me, can you think of, <laughs> I think the question was, we should do a thing where like we say who would win in a fight. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, like anyone. <laughs> and Rod was like, well, maybe do two serious ones and then a, and then a funny one. <laughs> so I've done two serious ones and a funny one. Uh, you can work out which ones are which. This, this, this happened recently. It, a kind of like who would win in a fight. And then it actually happened. Was the um, was the mountain from Game of Thrones, oh, Hathor Bjornsson, and the beast Eddie Hall? They actually had a fight. Uh, did you see? Th- and there's a documentary. Well, about I wouldn't it. go that far. <laughs> and uh, basically, spoiler alert: the mountain wins. Uh, but it's it's quite entertaining. But actually, when they, despite being like the strongest men in the world, uh, apart from Tom Stoltman, who is the strongest man in the world. So, um, and he listens. Yeah. He doesn't. The, the fight was actually quite crap. And that does go to show that... Rod, did you they're really... Not, they're not fighters. They're Rod, incredibly strong, big men. Rod, that please, doesn't make it entertaining. Please tell me you didn't think it was going to be good. I thought it'd be entertaining. I mean, they're two titans, aren't they? Yeah, but... So, actually, this is, leads me on to my first one. So, I'll just come in, right? Yeah. My first one is Jake Paul, internet boxer. Mm-hmm. And YouTube darling, but not professional fighter. Russell Brand. Versus, no. Oh. Versus Mike Tyson. Now, not Mike Tyson in his prime. Mike Tyson now. Okay? Mm. And the reason why you've not laughed at that is because, actually, that might happen. But the reason I put it, it won't happen. But, But the reason I've put it is because it gave me an opportunity to raise this whole thing about celebrity boxing, mm. right? And, you know, a lot of people who are boxing purists will say to you, it makes a mockery of the sport. Like, the, the example the law was used is like, oh, um, do you think uh, Harry Styles could get into the England team? Like, it's like, no, of course he couldn't. So why can a famous person just start boxing professionally? The flip side being that it's introduced a lot of people, and I, I, won't, I was going to use a lot of derogatory terms, but I'd say a lot of people that maybe wouldn't normally be into boxing, into boxing. Now, my main concern, Rod, for me personally, right, 
Jay Paul is literally on the verge of fighting Anderson Silva. If you don't know who Anderson Silva is, Anderson Silva is arguably the greatest MMA fighter of all time. Now, he is 45 years old, but he's going to fight Jake Paul. Rod, I don't know if you've ever seen any of Jake Paul's fights. All I'll say is, he's a little... Well, one, you'd be surprised that for someone who's allegedly a boxer, he's never fought one boxer. And two, I think they're fake. <laughs> well... I genuinely think they're fake. Whatever happens, where who if he fights Mike Tyson, they're just laughing all the way to the bank. Well, so this is the thing, and this is the reason why I don't begrudge it. He fought a guy called Tyron Woodley, who was a former UFC welterweight champion. He fought him twice, and he knocked him out in the second fight, which, that's, that's right, a former world champion got knocked out by a YouTuber, right? Now, the reason I don't begrudge it is because Tyron Woodley said, I made more money in that fight with Jake Paul than I did in all of my UFC championship fights. Mm. And to be fair to Jake Paul, I originally started, and I hated him, but he has used his platform to talk about fighter pay in the UFC, which is a concern for a lot of people, people who aren't at the top of the card generally, don't get paid well at all. Um, I think, for example, basically you, there's, there's a kind of split pay system where you get a certain amount of money to fight and then you get that again if you win. Um, but it can be as small as like four grand and four grand. So if you lose a fight, you make four grand. Now that sounds like a lot of money, but these guys fight twice or three times a year and their training camps cost money and all of these things. It's very, very little. So it is, it is, it's a, this is the thing. This is why George Foreman made the lean green fat reducing grilling machine is because he was broke from boxing. Like, that was it. So I don't begrudge fighters making money. What I do begrudge is, you know, smarmy, rich, young guys who can't box <laughs> boxing. <laughs> All right. You ready for mine? Yes. Okay. Uh, Donald Trump. Uh, who would win in a fight? Donald Trump and Churchill. I can't tell if that's a serious one or... A, de- I'm deadly serious. Oh, it's got to be Churchill, surely. Um, well, I, talk- I wasn't talking about the politician. <laughs> I was talking about the dog from the insurance adverts. <laughs> oh, yes. You set me up there. <laughs> I jumped in far too quickly. Okay, who would win in a fight between uh, Theresa May and the... Japanese girl who crawls out of the television in the ring. And Liz Trust. <laughs> oh, it's a running. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the girl in the ring called again? Samara. Samara, there you go. Uh, My voice went very feminine then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was your Chun Lee voice. Um, I reckon, obviously, it's got to be Theresa May. Who would you rather see at the window at, at your wi- Wait, outside on. your window at night, Theresa May or the girl from the ring, <laughs> just um, appear suddenly at the window? Well, I know if I saw one of them, that in seven days I'd probably be dead. Yeah, but Theresa May's harrowing face. <laughs> that was the joke. Uh, okay, um, right, I've got one. Now I've got a serious one. Oh. Okay, who would win between Bruce Lee? Again, a, t- a tag team. Oh, I was going to do a tag team. Of Robert the Bruce and Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I was going to do one that was like a kind of battle royal that was like, uh, who would win? Jason Derulo, Jason Momoa, Jason Statham, Jason Donovan, or Jason Ald. And it's obviously... Jason Momoa. I was going to also say Jason Voorhees, the killer from Friday the 13th. So it would still be Jason Momoa. Um, who would win? That? What's the tag team? Bruce Lee and... Bruce Lee by himself. And Robert the Bruce. Against Robert the Bruce and Bruce Forsyth. Rod, I think you'd find that's called a handicap match, not a tag team match. <laughs> um, well, Robert Bruce was hard, though. He Yeah, and he had a sword. And Bruce Forsyth was very distracting. I bet Bruce Forsyth could take a proper hard punch to the chin I and walk oh, away. Maybe chin. <laughs> Iron chin. Yeah. All right, you give me yours. I've got... Do you want a serious one or, or 
or a fun one? It doesn't matter at this point. Okay, you ready? Right. So I've got who'd win. I, I said I mentioned earlier that I was a big fan of the Ninja Turtles. So who'd win? It's kind of this is kind of a tag team match. So we've got Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo versus the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what the Renaissance, the Renaissance painters? painters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, I'd give it to the Turtles because they're fully armed, fully trained. Well, I would. I would depends if there's any pizza. They can skateboard. Oh, that's true. Kind yeah. of bongo. All right, who would win? In a, this is a tag team. You love a tag team. It's, it's an American team Ooh. of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein against a UK team of Jimmy Savile and Rolf Harris. Not Prince Andrew. <laughs> the heat turn of them. <laughs> uh, he's, I, he's the ref. I would always bet. On British made <laughs> local projects, <laughs> Jimmy the Haunted Scarecrow Savile. Um, yeah, that would be a match, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, I reckon Rolf Harris because he's been in prison a while. He's probably quite hard now. He's been out for a while though. He's probably Has softened he? back up. He's is into, he out? Yeah, he's, this is not a commentary on local celebrity paedophiles. He started looking like he, you know, he went from like a cuddly family guy, yeah. like to like. He looked properly evil. He even sculpted his moustache to look more evil. That's someone I'd like to see fight Jake Paul <laughs> and win. Um, Have you got another one? Rod, I've got one, and it's actually a little bit more interesting. Uh, but you might not be in the mood for it. Muhammad Ali versus Bruce Lee. Now, the reason I put that in is because uh, Bruce Lee was actually asked who'd <laughs> win. And Bruce Lee said he, that he was far too small, right? But I've, I've since, with the benefit of hindsight, again, and living in a post-MMA world, I've seen a lot of people suggest that Bruce Lee's ability to kick would actually take out Muhammad Ali. And speed is a difficult one because Muhammad Ali was a very fast heavyweight. But the one thing that people cite is Muhammad Ali had an exhibition match against a guy called Antonio Inoki, who I don't know if you've ever heard of. Antonio Inoki was actually a professional wrestler, but in Japan, most professional wrestlers learn how to to fight, to, to use real fighting, and then they, they work it into the choreographed fights. So Antonio Inoki had a, had a match with Bruce Lee, right? And it was, I'm sure by all accounts, it was, not a, it was an exhibition match already, and um, so, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, people aren't trying to really, really knock each other out or, or they're not trying too hard at all. Um, however, Antonio Inoki, allegedly, he kicked Ali's legs so much that Ali said that he couldn't train properly for months. And actually, and this may be hyperbole on his part, and he's just trying to cover up for the fact that he never really ascended to higher heights after that. He said he was never ever as fast again. He was never. He could never river dance again. Exactly, and that's what he was famous for, wasn't it? That's how he made his money. So, uh, if you're a boxer, you know how if you're a taekwondo, you can eat a cheeseburger and do a Rubik's cube yeah. whilst fighting. It's compulsory. If you're a boxer, you could river dance whilst boxing, or play one of those. You know, the piano from Big. <laughs> big. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, you know, the dance machine. At like yeah. the arcade Dance Dance Revolution. I've got two more. Although you'd punch the screen, wouldn't you? One, okay, this one. Uh, Steven Seagal versus... Whoever, I don't care. Steven the Seagull. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I'm, I'm putting my money on them. Uh, okay, the last one. This is you. Who would win in a fight? Me. You against all four of the Teletubbies, but they're armed with melee weapons. Yeah. So, uh, do I have any kind of body armor? No, you've got nothing. But Poe has got a hammer. Tinky <laughs> Winky has a spiked mace. Dipsy has knuckle dusters, and Lala is armed with a flail. I thought you were say a flamethrower. <laughs> a flail. No, you're true. Um, I would. I would. I reckon. I ultimately, I would win because I would use the most deadly art of them all, Rod. Seduction. Yeah. <laughs> That's funnier than my joke. 
And on that bombshell, uh, <laughs> if you've not learned anything uh, from that, then I don't know what to tell you. But if you'd like any more information <laughs> on which Teletubby is probably the most handy with weapons, um, DM us at JustFitTheSip on Instagram. And at- if you really like that, all the content, guys, just karate chop that s- yeah. like button. Yeah, so- Bloody, so like and subscribe. Bloody rear naked choke that <laughs> like button until it's <laughs> lifeless. Um, I was going to give out our handles at Jason Pro Unicyclist at Rod underscore Pen, um, and we'll be back next week for another episode, uh, episode 132. In fact, uh, God, it just, it just sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Um, but you know what we say every week, Rod? Keep on. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got I've finished my two Guinnesses. Keep on Guinnesses. No, you can't do keep on Guinnesses. Keep on tip it. <laughs>